0: have such sights to show you Don't come any closer. They're behind us,
1: I met this 6-year-old child with blackest eyes. You're listening to Some Daylight Required, a father and daughter podcast dedicated to reviewing the classic and the not so classic horror movies, thrillers or something just a little spooky and of course each review comes with a healthy side of general chit chat. this week we head out into the backwoods so sit back relax and join us on our journey into the depths of darkness as we discuss tucker and dale vs. evil
0: there we were yep uh minding our own business yep making some improvements to my new house the new house when all of a sudden out of nowhere
1: these kids started killing themselves all over my property Hello and welcome to Some Daylight Required, the number one podcast on Hillbilly FM. I'm Ray the Munchman Williams and today I am joined by my red-headed, redneck co-host Emily. How are you doing today, Emily?
0: I'm good. <laughs>
1: That's good. So, uh, what have you been up to this past week since we last spoke?
0: Um, Not much, actually. School has finished, or nearly finished. Seriously done. We don't do anything now. Um, So, yeah. I'm not really doing much. It's been kind of stress-free.
1: So, you, so you've had plenty of time then to play video games and read books and stuff?
0: No, I haven't done any of that.
1: <laughs> so well, have you been reading anything or still reading something?
0: Um, Yes, I'm still reading the book The School for Good and Evil, which yep. I talked about last week. Yep, that's right. Um, It is a really good book. I highly recommend it and yeah. So, what have you been reading? I know I'm a bit of a slacker.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I can't talk because I, I haven't been reading much either, uh, apart from, as I've been mentioning, a lot of comics I've been reading lately. But, however, I have been uh, started playing a video game, which was Dark Crystal, the Age of Resistance Tactics video game. So, it's on Xbox now. It's been out for a while. I think it came out in, back in February or March, but I just haven't had a chance to play it. and. It's just recently been added to the Ultimate Gameplay Pass on Xbox, so I figured I'd try it out since it's one that I'd been looking at getting for a while, and um, yeah, it's the first tactics game that I had, so uh, I haven't played any other sort of tactics game, and it's quite good. We've only played it for a little bit yesterday and today. Um, Obviously, it's based on the Netflix series Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, and in a sort of like... Very D&D style, you get your characters which you level up and you put more armor on them and it's very turn-based. Like, so one of your characters might have a go and then one of the enemies moves and attacks and then you might have two more characters that go and move and attack and, and it just goes back and forth until you clear that little level and then you move on and the story progresses. So as I said, I've only just started playing it but from what I've played so far, it seems quite good. So it's on across a platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, pc so but yeah i love Doug crystal so it, it's been really good mm. apart from that one of the things i have been reading is again comics it's the alien so the movie alien with sigourney weaver one of my favorites they're starting to release the alien comics but it's using the actual original screenplay as the basis so the concept design of the actual aliens and the spaceships and they different crew members so it's going to be slightly different to what actually ended up being the final movie so i just thought i grabbed the first issue which i enjoyed and yeah it looks very different it's not what i'm used to seeing from all the alien movies i was quite interested to see how different it is from the original concept so it's gonna i think it's gonna be four issues in total so i've just got the first one and i, I quite like that so it hasn't got very far so far basically anyone who's seen the alien movies they've landed on the planet where the big alien spaceship is and they've gone into the alien spaceship however in the original movie they go in there and the facehugger gets on the guy straight away and then they take off that hasn't happened yet they've gone in they've looked around a bit they have seen an egg but no one got a facehugger on them and then they've gone back to their ship that's been landed and they're gonna look at trying to repair they got like dust or something in their engine so they're gonna look at repairing that but yeah, it's, it seems pretty good, and I don't mind the style of it, even though it is quite different from the original style.
0: Well, it sounds interesting.
1: I don't believe we've got any announcements this week, so unless you have something to add, maybe we'll just move straight into the main discussion?
0: Uh, no, I have nothing else to add, so we shall move on.
1: Okay, excellent. Well, let's do it. Okay, so as mentioned in our intro, we are going to be looking at Tucker and Dale vs Evil from two thousand and ten. So Ems, why don't you lay it on us and give us a description of the storyline of this movie?
0: Okay. So basically, Hillbilly friends Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their run down mountain cabin to drink some beer and do some fishing and have just a general good time. But when they run into a group of preppy college kids who assume that Tucker and Dale are inbred chainsaw-wielding killers from their looks, Tucker and Dale's vacation takes a bloody and hilarious turn for the worse after they rescue one of the college students from drowning.
1: (laughs) Excellent. All right. Well, since you did such a good job of that, I'll give a quick breakdown of who the characters and the actors were in the movie.
0: I know, it was incredible.
1: (laughs) Well, you, you had a pretty good script to run off. (laughs) Anyway, um, so the characters, Dale is played by Tyler Labine. Tucker is by Alan Tudyk. Ali is Katrina Bowden. And we've got Chad played by Jesse Moss. And the Sheriff was played by Philip Granger. Okay, now, as always, we'll give a bit of a spoiler warning here. We will try and keep them to a minimum, but just be warned, there will be some spoilers as we go ahead, as always. So, some surprises maybe be uh, let out into the wild. So if you're not prepared for spoilers, just be warned, they are coming. All right, so thinking about this movie. So as you mentioned, it is a couple of hillbillies going on vacation and then some proper kids take them for being mass uh, serial killers or, or something along the lines of that. So uh, if anyone's thinking wrong turn, Texas Chainsaw Massacre... A number of movies like that. Friday 13th,
0: similar to that?
1: Yeah, similar to that, where uh, the college kids go out camping. So they basically have obviously seen one too many horror movies. And, um, yeah, so they basically assume that they're these crazed killers. However, unlike normal horror movies, this is taken more from the hillbillies' point perspective, which is quite funny. And so, therefore, it is more of a comedy than a horror again. Yes. so. What did you think of the storyline?
0: Well, I thought it was a very good storyline, taking a twist on most normal horror movies. From, like, the, again, like you said, from the hillbillies' point of view, it was really interesting just to watch it. You don't really get to see the college students' point of view. It's mainly, there was only a little bit at the beginning, but that was kind of it. I think it was a really good storyline and definitely made a good movie especially with the comedy element what about you what do you think of the storyline yeah
1: i agree it was uh a really good storyline that with a nice little twist again taking the horror genre but not really being a horror movie it's more of a comedy uh the fact that everything was done from the people who would have normally been the villains in a horror movie but they're just like two very likable guys just trying to have a nice vacation and then these kids start turning up and basically attempting to rescue their friend Ali who they think has been kidnapped, but she hasn't actually been kidnapped she was saved and so then in their attempts to kidnap uh in their attempts to rescue their friend Ali back, they pretty much start accidentally killing themselves and it's quite hilarious the way it unfolds so yeah I really liked it I thought it was quite well written and very very comical on this. Tucker and Dale, they're the main two characters, but there were a few other college kids. Did you actually have a favourite character in total?
0: Uh, yes, I did. And wouldn't you know it, I'm just kidding, it's one of the main characters. <laughs> uh, my favourite character was Dale. His name's in the movie, so he must be important.
1: He, yes, you would think so.
0: Yes. Yes, he was my favourite character, and I just really love him. He's not the brightest especially at the beginning part. <laughs> but yeah, he's just a really lovable character.
1: Yeah. He's um very self-sacrificing like there's I think a number of the issues that arise is because he's such a nice and gen- generous guy. So it's like Yeah. Like um there was one of those scenes where there one of the college students is actually pointing a gun at Tucker and Dale and he tries to shoot them. And Dale actually just says, oh, you've got to check the safety. I'm like, he doesn't even think. He just tells the kid to check the safety on the gun yeah. and, so that he could shoot, shoot them. But, of course, being a comedy and these kids not being that clever themselves, they, he accidentally shoots himself, So, which was obviously quite lucky. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Dale is by far the greatest character out of the whole movie. Who was your favourite character? who will not compare to Dale.
1: <laughs> uh, I actually liked the counterpart of Dale, which was Tucker, his best mate.
0: The uh, yin to the yang. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I really liked Tucker. I thought he was, again, quite comical. And unfortunately, everything happened to, to him. So, like, it reminds me, like, Dale, uh, Dale and Tucker are very much like the old comedy duos. You'd always have a straight man and then the, the funny guy. And so, like, there'd be the... the comedic guy who was like was always a bumbling fool he that's kind of like dale and then you'd have tucker who was the straight guy who was always trying to do stuff and he had more of a sarcastic humor but um tucker in this he was always like trying to give genuine bits of advice they might not have always been great advice like when he tells dale to go up to the college girls that he's good enough to talk to them and just tells them to to smile and and laugh when he talks to them and of course Dale goes up there holding a big like scythe and he he asks them if they're going camping and then just laughs and giggles while he stares at them. Like I mean good advice maybe maybe not with a scythe in your hand, but um yeah, I, I really like Tucker. He 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 was just a he was a good guy as well. He wasn't the love struck Romeo that Dale is, but he was just you know he was just a hard working guy trying to his he bought he's bought his new vacation home. He was ready to sort of get stuck in and do some work and relax. And then all these kids just start killing themselves around him, and he's just like, I'm just I just wanted a vacation, and like all these kids are killing themselves. So it's it's quite funny. This movie was full of funny moments, as I'm sure you would agree. Yes. Did you have a moment that was one of your favourite? Did you have a favourite scene?
0: Uh, I did. you know it had dale in it it Um, also
1: had tucker in it
0: oh yeah it did (laughs) i forgot about him so it was at the scene this seems like sort of towards the end it was like very endy area Mm -hmm. tucker and dale were running away from one of the college kids
1: chad yep chad
0: they also had allie with them she was gone but um, Tucker was like outside sitting on a tree. He was like hurt or something because
1: they'd just been in a car accident. Yeah, they were just
0: like in a car accident or something. And so they're just sitting there talking. And Tucker starts talking about when they were younger and they're catching like tadpoles or frogs or something. And tells them that he he was telling that when they were younger he, he would say that he used to let Dale catch more tadpoles, but he didn't. Dale just caught them by himself. Yep which is one of the weirdest things to have as your last words. Like, when we were younger, you used to catch tadpoles.
1: I think it was the frogs, though, because he talks about licking the frog.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Dale just says, I really wanted to lick them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he, he,
1: he used to enjoy catching them, and then he, he, used to thank, he thanked him for letting him lick the frogs <laughs> as well. Um, but he, actually, here's a tidbit that I found today, is that um, the guy who played Dale... He was also in the TV show X-Files, and about 10 years before that, When he, he was only in like one episode, but it, it was from about 10 years before, and in the episode that he was in, in the X-Files, he actually licked a frog. <laughs> so
0: Well, his dream came true.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, what was your favourite scene? That my, again, will never compare to mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, my favourite scene, of course, actually included Tucker, and it actually included Dale as well, because it started off <laughs> and they were outside, so... It's just after a few of the kids had killed themselves and there was a couple now that had they had attempted again a, another rescue of their friend Ali from Tucker and Dale, who again wasn't actually kidnapped, but they attempted like this rescue mission and, you know, trying to kill Tucker and Dale. They, you know, accidentally killed themselves by stabbing themselves through the chest with a giant spear or jumping into a wood chipper. And then um so then they're working out like what are they gonna do with all these dead kids? And Dale's like suggested we, they get the police. And Tucker's like, oh, what are we gonna do? Tell him that we've had a dandy of a day. I'm just here doing some work on my property. And all these kids started killing themselves, and there's all these bodies everywhere. And anyway, of course, a couple of the kids stop the the sheriff, and they get him to drive up to the property. And the sheriff's there. A Pair of them are there, holding like half a body, that the legs, the the lower half of a of a torso, and that. And the sheriff's like, what's going on here? And he's like. Well, officer, we've had a real dandy of a day. (laughs) I was just trying to do some... And basically the exact thing that he had joked about saying before, trying to explain it to the police officer, was the exact conversation that they had with the police officer. And to me, that was just hilarious how it played out. And then they took the officer in because they'd also mentioned that Ali had been knocked out because they'd accidentally knocked her out again. And so they they said, Oh, come in. We'll, We'll wake Ali up and she can tell you the whole thing herself. So they go in and they're explaining it. And the police officer actually says something along the lines of like, you know, oh, I warned you not to come up here, only bad things happen, which is quite funny because in normal horror movies, you get that crazy old guy who tries to tell the, the young kids to stay away. But in this one, it was actually a cop telling the hillbillies to stay away. So there's a bit of a a reverse again on that. And of course, he, he actually believes them and he's like, well, at the moment, you know, you're going to go down for accidental manslaughter at, at the least or whatever. So they're like, oh no, you know he's like, oh, it's all right. We'll get it all sorted out. And then he goes, he goes, things sometimes aren't what they always seem. And then he leans on a post and accidentally kills himself. (laughs) So the fact that the whole scene played out exactly how Tucker had originally like mentioned, like, oh, what are we going to do? Tell him this. And he would said it all sarcastically. And then it came straight out. And that's exactly what it happened. And then the, the police officer actually believed him. But then the police officer accidentally killed himself and then he goes walking, stumbling around with um, nails and stuff sticking out of their head, which then the, the currently surviving uh, college students see, and it just starts everything off again, and they're all screaming and running. That, to me, that scene was just hilarious, just seeing it play out like that.
0: Yeah, it was, ki- was kind of funny. Dale was in it, so it must have been a good scene. <laughs> I'll stand by Dale's being the best until I die.
1: You can do that.
0: Well, uh, on that note, do you want to talk about special effects? What did you think of them?
1: Yeah, I was pretty impressed with the special effects. They didn't use a lot of, like, special effects. I mean, yes, you did see half a body, but it wasn't super gory, I don't think. What well, from your memory, was super um, gory, Like, when they're dragging their legs away, you, mm-hmm. s- you sort of saw a bit of it cut in half. But it wasn't, like, stuff falling out everywhere and lots of blood, was it?
0: No, it was more... It was a very tame movie, I guess. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so it wasn't... Super, super gory um when the, they drag half the body it's just looks like a big chunk of like beef or something i don't yeah.
1: know yeah and then, like they had the kid who spears himself on a tree and again that looked really clever how they did it but again it wasn't super gory because after he did it you saw it for a split second to see that he had been impaled but then it goes close up on his face and he just sort of like it, it, he sees the bee or something which he then realizes why the other guy was running it it sort of dawns on him just before he dies so yeah special effects in this looked good didn't look fake or anything and again they weren't overdone and it wasn't over gory what about yourself what did you think
0: i thought they were really good well mainly because like yeah they had like each kid's death scene that was pretty good but also at the end chad well he sort of gets burnt a bit and the um yeah he doesn't entirely die so Um, the, yeah, the special effects they used for that were really good.
1: They had his cabin blow up and, Mm. and sort of, and stuff. So that was like the fire spreading and then they blew up that, which was quite good. And yeah. yeah, And then, yeah, Chad's face said it was all burnt. It still, it was still looked real, but wasn't like gory real. Like it wasn't peeling away or anything like that. It just sort of looked a bit charred, like burnt sausage or something.
0: uh, Like a burnt piece of wood. Yeah. That's probably the best way to describe it.
1: Okay, so we sort of spoke a little bit about this before, but we'll we'll sort of have a bit more of an in-depth discussion. So the, the idea of this movie was to sort of take the perspective of the killer hillbillies, which in this case weren't really killer hillbillies. It was basically take that cliche of the killers in the woods and then flip it on its head, and it was just to show that it was a, a matter of perspective, that these killer hillbillies, using air quotes, weren't really that bad. It was all about, like... Uh looking at stereotypes and how we perceive them of people and that and especially in this one where it was basically taking a genre that everyone knows where teens go into the woods and the the killers are in the woods and kill them but yeah as i said it flips it on the end what was your thought on on that whole concept of you know basically flipping it and taking it from the killers so-called killers point of view again using air quotes rather than you know, what would normally be the hero slash the teenage survivors.
0: I thought it was really cool, like, for that sort of type of movie. It was definitely a change of direction, as -hmm. you would say, for a horror movie, considering most of them is, again, teenagers' point of view with killer hillbillies, but these ones are nice hillbillies. And then it's just killer teenagers, suicidal teenagers. But, yeah, I thought it was... It's a cool perspective, a cool idea, perspective kind of thing, for having the using air quotes killer hillbillies as their from their perspective, mm-hmm. and then the teenage being the villain or antagonist of this movie. Yep. But it was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I again, as always, agree. Um, <laughs> not always, but I do agree in this case. It's I thought it was very clever, and it actually makes me think sometimes, like. Now that I've seen this, and it's like all about perspective, like, because we see it from the hillbilly side, it's like, oh, I wonder if I'd seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre or or Friday the 13th from, like, the killer's perspective. I wonder if that may, maybe that's the same. Like, maybe it was all accidents. Because, like, in in one part of this movie, they're actually, one of the teens is like, oh, I'm not sure because it was dark, but I'm sure I saw them eating Ali's face off. Well, that clearly didn't happen at all. You know, all that happened is she was about to jump climb into the water she'd knocked herself out and they pulled her into the boat and then they like waved and saying hey we've got your friend we've got your friend come over here and then they all run off and it's like all of a sudden oh my god the hillbillies are eating their face off so it's like almost like hmm I wonder if you could like do this with other movies like if you try and re-edit uh, another movie if maybe you could like flip it around to show it from like the killer's perspective and just see if it would make sense um the same way that this one does to see if it. If it could have been just misinterpreted that this person in the woods was maybe, you know, Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. Maybe he was just out chopping some wood, and these teens came onto his property, and he was just like, "Hey, get out of here!" And then then he goes to tell them that they've like lost their gear or left their camping gear, and then they start attacking him or or whatever. So I thought it was a very clever concept, and now putting way too much thought in it and in trying to see if I could basically reverse heaps of other horror movies i've seen and see if i could play it out the same way with a different perspective (laughs) but yeah i i I really enjoyed the idea of taking um taking the general stereotypes of what you'd see in all these movies and basically flipping it it was a, a great idea and very cleverly done so why don't we move on i know you've done a bit of research and we'll just move in and you can tell us some of the interesting facts that you found out about this movie (laughs)
0: I still hate that (laughs) introduction. Too bad. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Jeez.
1: Unless you want to make a better one, it's it's what we're going with.
0: Okay. Well, before shooting, before they started shooting the movie, well, the people that played Tucker and Dale um, actually spent time rehearsing and just hanging out together so that when they were on set, there's like you know they were actually friends. Yep,
1: so that's a, they built up that actual buddy buddy yeah. comrade sort of feel between them
0: amigos. Uh,
1: amigos, yeah. So so they actually were best buds before they even even started recording. Yeah. That's pretty interesting.
0: The design for Tucker and Dale's cabin was based on both Evil Dead and Wrong Turn. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Ellie Craig showed production designer John Blackie pictures of both and asked him if he could make a hybrid of them. Okay. You know, so it's got both the feels. Yeah. Um,
1: Although it's quite funny because I would have thought that pretty much any cabin in the woods would almost all look the same from the outside. But
0: True. You uh, know, weird, dark, spooky, small, and it's got boarded-up windows.
1: Obviously he had a clear idea of what he wanted it to look like and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else you got there?
0: Um. Well... This one of this movie's strongest themes was stereotypes and how we perceive others mm-hmm. so how we look at them, so the co-writer slash director Ellie Craig wanted the leading men to be more of like a a chubbier build
1: a heavy set yeah and scruffy, yeah, just like your dad yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, heavy set and scruffy um because they're normally like a sidekick sort of like that, but Ellie Craig wanted them to be, like, the hero.
1: Yep, so he wanted Dale to be, like, the hero of the movie instead of just a a comedic sidekick character.
0: Yeah, he was still the comedic main character. Yeah, he was still still
1: comedic, but he was the hero, uh, I suppose, the hero of the the movie instead. So, again, flipping that whole stereotype thing on, on its head.
0: Yep. So, on the DVD, there is a bonus feature that allows you to watch the film from the college student's point of view, complete with Tucker and Dale as complete psychopaths. <laughs> it plays out much closer to, to a typical slasher film than the actual movie.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I saw this because I got very excited. I didn't know that existed when, until uh, you mentioned it to me earlier. And unfortunately, on your DVDs, it has a special feature feature. But it's only like 17 minutes long. It's not like a full recut of the movie, so it's just a little short film, 17 minutes long, done from the perspective of the college kids. Where I think, and I think they call it Tucker and Dale Are Evil instead of Tucker and Dale Verse Evil. Yeah. So.
0: I hope, I wish would someone would do it like two movies. You know, one where it's like hillbilly's point of view, and one it's the college students' point of view. They connect, but it's just the opposite. These oh. like this but with actual both being actual movies. Ooh,
1: they could do it like one of those interactive movies that you see on Netflix where it gets oh, to a certain yeah. point and you've got to hit, do you want this to happen or this to happen? And you click it and you, that way you get to make your own movie as you go and you can sort of yeah. play it out to either be college kids or the, the bad kids that are just like killing themselves or the Tucker and Dale are the bad ones.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. There's some um, inspiration for all you movie writers out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone out there listening, we would like a horror movie which was interactive and we could decide if a character survives or gets away. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got no full-on rants this time. I don't think there was a need again, actually. The only thing I could say is, like, this: this movie and things like Happy Death Day and Freaky, they take the genre and they flip it on its head. They do something unique with it. You know, they keep saying that there are only, like seven sort of story types out there in the world which is probably true you know you've got your hero one your the journey one whatever but ways people keep reimagining those stories i think that's it's great and these these are the kind of horror movies like most people out there okay i am going into a rant
0: Rain.
1: Yeah, most people out there go, Oh, I don't like horror movies because they're all just slasher movies. They're all, it's all about gore. It's all about killing, blah, blah, blah. But they're not like this. Again, it's not real horror. It's not real scary. But it takes that horror genre and it flips it on its head. And there's like many different types of horror movies out there. There's the psychological ones. There's thriller ones. There are the slasher ones. And there's monster ones. And there's ones like one of my favorite ones is Misery. And it's got like barely any violence or gore in it. It's just, Basically, the whole movie is two people, a man who's been held captive by a woman who's in love with him, and she, he's a, he's an author, and it's based off Stephen, a Stephen King book, Misery. One of the best out there ever. Kathy Bates, fantastic. It's the movie that got me into all horror movies. And again, yeah, not all horror movies are just all about gore and that, and you can do so much with it, even if there are just, you know, certain themes that will always be used in the majority of horror movies. There is so much you can do with it. So. Yeah, sure. There are people out there who just don't like being scared, but you can't write it off and say that all horror movies are the same because they're not. These there's people out there that are managing to do massively great things with horror movies that are completely different to everything else that's out there, and not just your your typical eighties killer in the woods rant over.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I agree with your rant
1: for once. Uh, <laughs> for for once, thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> all right, well. In that case, then, let's move on. So let's do our usual little rating. For you, Emily, would you rate this as a daylight movie, meaning it was super scary and you must watch it in broad daylight? Is it a twilight movie, meaning it was sort of scary, but not enough that you and so you could still watch it in the, with a the little bit of dark? Or was it a midnight, meaning it's not scary at all and you can watch it in pitch dark?
0: Well, we watched it in the darkness. Um, and I was a wave girl. I didn't need any Milo Pony afterwards. So yes, it's not that scary. It's more just funny and really stupid. Yeah, But it's stupid in a good way. Yeah, it
1: is. It's definitely... Uh, and yeah, 100% agree. Not scary at all. It's a midnight movie. There's no horror in it. it it's, it's got the horror genre, but it's just a comedy. All right. And what age do you think this is suitable for?
0: I think anybody around the age of twenty one <laughs> uh no and around the age of like eleven or twelve above it's it's not that bad there's not there's not really that much swearing I don't think there was any swearing in it uh, um, there was a
1: couple of words, but not much
0: not much um I definitely
1: wouldn't go ten or lower I would, yeah, I, I would definitely keep it at the eleven to twelve mark as the lowest I would go
0: yeah it's pretty tame like there's no nothing inappropriate. That's a good word to use. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's not a lot of gore either. But, so yeah, around 11, 12 above Mark.
1: Yep, completely agree. Okay, final thoughts. Would you watch this movie again? And if they do make a sequel in this franchise, which apparently they have been thinking about, but Ooh. they both Alan and uh, Tyler won't come back unless the, the script as is as good as the original or better. So they've basically just said, we won't come back and do it unless it's as good or better but if they did would you watch a sequel or would you re-watch this movie
0: i would happily re-watch this movie if they do make a sequel i would probably watch that as well hoping that it is as good as the first one or mm. even better mm-hmm. because the, yeah, the first one was really good and it's definitely a movie that i would consider watching again
1: yep yeah I, i've watched this movie now two or three times probably Closer to the three or four, actually. But, yeah, it's hilarious, and I'd watch it, and I'd love for a sequel to come up. Not sure where they'd go with it, but, hey, they can always come up with something. Maybe it's Tucker and Dale versus the wedding or something. (laughs) (laughs) Tucker
0: and Dale versus the wedding. Yeah. Uh, Tucker's getting married to some rando, but then, like, all bridesmaids think Dale's evil, and they're all trying to kill him, but they're accidentally killing themselves. Yep. But I just thought of the best (laughs) storyline for a movie.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd definitely come back and watch it again happily. I know your sister, I think, is a little bit keen to see it because it is very similar to the Happy Death Day, which she did enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I would watch it again. All right, well, before we finish up, do you have any horror movie survival tips for our listeners out there?
0: I do. Listen very closely, everyone. Communication is key. To find, I mean, like, you know, in this one, it just proves that communication is key. You need to communicate to find out what's going on. Don't be a Chad. Yeah. Never be a Chad. Don't be
1: a Chad, yeah. If you could be anyone but Chad, be anyone but Chad.
0: Be a Kyle. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Just don't be a Chad. Well, Chad in this wasn't that great either.
1: Yep. Um, And there was a perfect scene for that, which is probably where this came from, where Ellie is trying to get Chad and Dale to sit down and... Talk about things from their both their point of view, so that's a good tip. Well, on that note, then, till next
0: time, goodbye.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review. But most of all, please tell a friend. If you have any questions, comments, or review suggestions, please email us at Some Daylight Required at Outlook.com. And always remember, be good,
0: be kind, and and always always rewind. rewind. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over.